Okay, welcome back to the Kingdom Advance podcast. We took a little break. Corona hit um, through the wrench and all the plans, but I'm glad to be back. If you're a first-time listener, we'll, we'll set the stage a little bit, and we'll set the stage for, for Ray here, Pastor Ray, and give, give a little context what this podcast is, who I am. So my name is Austin Greer. This podcast is hosted by Campbellsville University's Faith and Community and man, what we're all about is kingdom advancement. And what that means mm. is I get the opportunity on a weekly, bi-weekly basis to sit down with church leaders such as Pastor Ray here, community leaders here in Campbellsville, and pick their brains about how we can advance the kingdom and what that truly looks like. Mm. So, you know, in the past, if you go back and listen to some of our episodes, man, we've had people who are very experienced in their field. Mm. And we've had people in many different fields. Like I was telling you before we started, we mm. had a yoga instructor in here right, talking about how we can be advancing the kingdom through a healthy body, soul, and mind. Mm. And you would have never thought like the, the nugget of wisdom she brought to the table and how that advanced the kingdom in mm-hmm. her in her field and how she's seen people come to know Jesus through yoga. It's so it's so interesting that people I get to sit down with, but Pastor Ray here is lead pastor of Emmanuel Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and you have two campuses. Yes, two campuses, and that's yep. on Tate's Creek and Armstrong Mill. That's right. And how long have you been lead pastor there? It'll be two years this first Sunday in October, okay. so it's coming up. Yeah, yeah. Wow, and so you've seen amazing growth, and you were saying before kind of corona hit um you guys were close to the three thousand mark on yeah. a sunday yep and so you pastor a fairly large church especially for here in kentucky you can consider that a huge church mm. and so today we want to talk a little bit about your last six months mm. from what happened over the last six months uh i think the rona yeah the rona. yeah <laughs> that's what happened and so maybe from like March on what you've learned, mm. but it don't have to just be March on. Yeah. We can talk about your years of experience and how that relates to the last six months. Yeah. But how, how have you been as mm. a pastor and how has your church been in the last six months? First off. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Appreciate it. It's, I love your sign. Thank you. Everybody, <laughs> everybody always is yeah. intrigued by it's, the sign. It's a pretty cool sign. It's pretty cool. Um, you know how I've been through this, this, pandemic is that I'm making it uh-huh. and uh, thank God um, by God's grace I'm healthy yeah. and my family's healthy and you know obviously that's the first thing that comes to mind like yeah am I gonna get COVID you know and every uh-huh. time you cough you're like do I have COVID or yep. you don't feel good everybody's but, looking at you like, yeah oh. you know and th- then then you realize wait a minute I just have allergies yeah. you know or whatever uh, so we've been we've been walking through it, and there's been good days, there's been bad days, there's been you know kind of middle of the road days. Uh, the church, I, I would say the same thing. We're making it. We're just trying to do what God wants us mm-hmm. to do in the middle of all this. And if anybody says they know what they're doing, don't listen no. to a word because nobody doesn't matter what education they have, you know, no matter what they've learned in the process, they just don't know how to navigate right. through a pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, trying to lead and trying to actually live in the middle of it, I think we're all writing the book on it in a lot yeah. of ways. And it's not over. No. <laughs> and do you feel, 
like Emmanuel has been like a pioneer of churches here in Kentucky? Mm. Or is there other leadership that you've taken advice from during this time? Like, hey, what are you guys doing? Mm. What can we do? What can we take from that that you guys are doing? Well, we've been the recipient of some great wisdom, uh-huh. no doubt. And uh, I've picked up the phone multiple times and yeah. talked to other guys, other leaders, men and women, and asked questions, whether it's psychological health for our team, yeah. uh, whether it's physical health for our team, and then also how do we shepherd people physically but mm-hmm. at the same time continue to lead moving forward. And that's been a big conversation all throughout this thing. And then in the middle, how do you kind of lead tactically a team when you can't even office together, right. which was the first several right. months? So there's a lot of different things in moving parts. I would say that we were the recipient of a ton of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were the recipient of God setting a lot of things in place for Emmanuel, yeah. even before the pandemic mm-hmm. happened that, you know, we can get into if you want to. Uh, but then there were some things we just stumbled into. And then, you know, other people call us up. Yeah. Hey, how are you guys doing in this regard? And we're right. like, well, actually, we just did that. And mm-hmm. uh, this is what we're doing. Yeah. You know, and I always like to say, you know, wise people learn from their own mistakes. Wiser people learn from others. So just learn from our mistakes, nice. you know, and be wiser. <laughs> yeah, and I, as I was like, and I'm naturally a media like guru, mm-hmm. obviously, like I'm always behind the camera or something. So when I was prepping for this, I wanted to see what your church was all about, right? You know, from the media standpoint. Yeah, and I, I was very, very impressed. <laughs> was the media production something you talked about like before um, Corona? Was that something you really put emphasis on? Or was it like, oh, snap, here we go, we got to, you know, <laughs> was that something you pushed forward as a leader of the church before well, we, Corona? Well, we're always trying to get better. Uh-huh. I mean, that's, uh, I, I'm wired that way. I wake up yeah. and how do we get better? How do we reach more people for the gospel? So that's always a conversation for our arts and communications team and worship team. Mm-hmm. But um, in terms of, we were positioned by God's grace in unbelievable way. Here's why. Mm-hmm. Some 60 years ago. Uh, Emmanuel Baptist Church started a television ministry. Really? This one p- pastor was just, I mean, way ahead of his time. Yeah. And he started a television ministry. Uh, and for the last 60-something years, that mm-hmm. television ministry has grown and yeah. grown and grown and grown and grown and grown. Okay, so we're in the middle of a pandemic. Well, guess what? We're already here. We're already here. We've already experienced it. And so the television ministry was already had a mm-hmm. lot of the, the steel beams in place. Yeah. And it just really was amazing, the timing. And our viewership, don't quote me, okay, but Mm -hmm. it it grew substantially. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, on on Easter Sunday, it's crazy how how many thousands upon... I mean, it depends on how you, you multiply the... the the different viewership because everybody has a different way of looking at that. I mean, it's... I grew up in a town of Mm 40,000. And the crazy thing is on Easter Sunday of this year, 2020, like three times the size of my isn't that crazy yeah, like thinking that's unbelievable yep. they would you know watch even a smidgen yep. of what we're doing well i've talked with jamie and um we we've talked about kind of when everything was online you couldn't even have in-person services right you know we're tuning into six different churches yeah on a Sunday. and it's cool because i know yeah. he's tuned into your all's church on a sunday and so you're getting people that aren't a part of your family totally but are, are tuning in on a Sunday oh, yeah. just to check you guys out. Yeah. And and this, I'll use that to go to my next question is when you guys sit down as a team, mm-hmm. as a media team, as a leadership team, and you're talking about how you can get the media um, better Sunday to Sunday, mm-hmm. who is your audience? 
Mm. Would you say your audience, you know, especially when everything was online, no services, do you think your audience was for the people in the church mm. or were you guys talking about how you can expand media to the people outside the church? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an or, it's an and. Right. Uh, it's always an and, I think. Mm-hmm. Jesus had different groups of people in his audience yeah. that were, the, I mean, the inner circle people. Yeah. And then he had people on the fringes, like the woman caught in adultery. Mm-hmm. She was there. And that's my prayer. My prayer is always that we'll have multiple tiers. So the question is always, how do we take what God has given us and make it better? So we yeah. did improve. We did work on things. We, I, I would say that the, the team, not me, but the team did an unbelievable job of taking it from here, and they just raised the, the bar. Yeah. And so now as we move forward, we know this isn't going away. Yeah. And so we're going, okay, how do we now take it to another level? Yeah. So that's those are the questions we're asking all the time. How do we reach more people? Mm-hmm. You know, on any given Sunday, with you, when you take all of the different online mediums and our television medium, it's staggering. It's yeah. crazy. What do you think has been one of the key aspects to see that growth during this time? Well, COVID put everybody, shut everybody in, no yeah. doubt. And that's a big part of it. But I think the fact that uh, we were able to really work towards speaking to the person mm-hmm. In their living room, oh, okay. and make that yeah. connection was a big part of it. You know, how me asking the question, okay, when I give this message, how do I reach Austin who's watching? Yeah. You know, <laughs> in his shorts and t-shirt, he's right. eating a, a scrambled eggs yeah. in the morning. Like, how do I connect with him mm-hmm. at that moment? Those are the questions we were trying to answer. And then moving forward, how do we continue to do that? Yeah. We're not gonna re- we're not gonna back up on that. Yeah. And do you think as a leader of your church during that time was flexibility, was there any practical um, steps you took to to say, hey, team, we we really Mm. need to be flexible during these times? Oh, my goodness. And we really just need to lean on one another. Was was there any, like, actual practical, um, you know, test or anything you did with your team to to push that forward? Yeah, you're – that's exactly right. Yeah. From the beginning, we knew. I'll never forget. There was a Monday, yeah, and it was it was our team, and I said, "Okay, here's what we got to do. We have to literally reinvent the way we do ministry." And so we reorged our entire team, which Mm -hmm. was a lot of people. Yeah. So we reorged the new team. We gave everybody a new job description. Wow. And it was like crazy because one person was doing this and now they're doing something completely different we had one person who started doing some of our social media stuff and they didn't even have a social media account yeah oh my god and so because we had to you know so we literally we rewrote our organizational structure yeah we said how are we going to stay in touch with people we we created an entire process to shepherd people in their homes Mm -hmm. And then on top of it, we said tomorrow it could all literally change. Yeah. So I, I'll never forget this one meeting, and everybody was online. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I need every single one of you to be completely ready to pivot tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And some people were like, yes, I love it. And right. then other people were like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, I want the same thing every single oh, yeah. day. I mean, they have the same meal every yep. single day. So I think that you know we had to just continue to – talk about that. Mm-hmm. And then I always, you know, from the very beginning, so many, somebody shared this with me and I just really took it up as well. And that is, is that when fear sees an obstacle, faith sees an opportunity. Mm. 
And so that became kind of our mantra. You know what? We may see a bunch of obstacles, but faith through Christ is going to help us see there's opportunity beyond that obstacle. And so what that did is that how do we get through this? How do we creatively walk through this thing as a team, as an organization, as a church? Mm -hmm. And then instead of withholding, which is the natural inclination, you know, to kind of withdraw, how do we actually turn towards the virus, turn towards. So we said from the beginning, I'll never forget it. I said, here's what we're going to do. And I laid out real simple ways for our church to respond to the virus. I remember I said, we're going to ask for those who are healthy to leverage your health for the good of those who don't have health. And so we said, go check on your neighbors. We're going to start giving away. We're going to start feeding people. We're going to start loving on our first responders Mm -hmm. in different ways. And it was unbelievable we built this response team and the response team was then like sent out daily texts hey go here go there and all these people responded our church stepped up in ways that honestly i i i can't even begin to tell you how many great stories that came out of it that's awesome well what would you say to churches who are kind of like maybe some of your staff where you know they they do everything the exact same They've done they've done this Sunday for forty years the exact right. same way and they're not going to change. But now they realize, oh man, we're going to have to change. Yeah. What would be your advice to maybe those church leaders or just the um, congregations in general that mm. have not had to experience change, don't want to experience change, but are going to have to experience change? Yeah. Sooner rather than later. Yeah, that's they right. They want to see their their church uh, flourish. What would you say to those people? Well, first of all, I would say I, I can relate. It's yeah. hard. It's hard to change. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I'm 40 this year, and mm-hmm. I, I don't want to change. I, I, right. I don't want to have to learn new stuff. Right. I, I don't want another social media platform to try to figure yeah. out. I just want it to stay where it is. So I can relate to that mm-hmm. in some ways. But I would also say that it, as culture continues to change, we have got to change our strategy. Yeah. To, to reach people with the gospel. I mean, we know this, right? That mm-hmm. the, 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 the theology never changes. The, the mission doesn't change, but yeah. we can't be married to the, the way we reach people because those ways will change. Yeah. So we have to. If, we, if we're more sold out about the mission yeah. than anything else, which is the Great Commission, then we have got to be willing to say, okay, how do we, how, how do, we do this? And then have faith. Yeah. Do you see the change that your church has experienced in the past six months? What ways are those changes going to stick and not not ever change, do you think? Or do you think there will be some normalcy to come back, you know, in the next year? Well, yeah, this thing isn't forever. Uh And that's what I keep telling our team. Like, hey, guys, this is going to end. I don't think it will ever go back to where it was. I think that, you know, churches across the country, even the world, there's going to be some new waters we're going to have yep. to traverse, no doubt. But I also would say that there are some things we've learned that we'll never go back on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learned how we can do ministry with less. We yeah. learned how powerful social media and online and television ministry truly can be yep. when leveraged uh, correctly. So we will continue to do those things yep. at the same time, simultaneously saying, hey, we're going to encourage people in person gatherings. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll never forget, what are we going to do? Yep. And I'll never forget, it was like three months ago, we decided as a team, we are going to continue to do what we're doing online, and then we're also going to do in-person gatherings yep. at the same bar we were before. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, I asked the team, can we do this? Hmm. 
do we have what like do you guys feel like this is doable and they looked across the table for me and they, and they and after some thinking and praying and they said yeah we can do it and the team has done it really yeah and that's one thing that i learned i've learned more than ever before you have to rely on your team and yeah. you have to build into your team and 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 otherwise you know you're just all by yourself yeah and maybe you've experienced this since since corona i've realized that it's really easy now to kind of treat church as as corporate you know because you you almost have these checklists now you know oh do we have the live stream ready oh do we have this camera ready oh Oh, yeah do we have that ready and and there's a sense of the spirit that that tends to get left behind yeah you know because you're checking boxes you're checking boxes and especially maybe maybe when everything was online it maybe becomes very corporate has there been Mm. a way that you've you've drawn that line and said hey if we don't again every single sunday rely on the one who's put us you know where we are there's not going to be this effectiveness even if we have everything lined up ready mm-hmm. in place mm-hmm. we still have to rely on the spirit has there been anything that you guys had to tackle and mm-hmm. and make that distinct uh, draw the line in the sand sure mm-hmm. i think we constantly we constantly do that we are the kind of people I mean, whether we're a college student or whether we're a yeah. leader or whether we're a, a dad or a mom or whatever, we are a people that we want to do things on our own. Right. We try to do things on our own. Yeah. And then there are times in our life like death yeah. or a pandemic that m- make us realize once again how powerless we really are. Mm-hmm. And that's when it reminds us once again we have to go back to the one who understands the outcome. Yeah. And when we go back to the one who understands the outcome, and we know that he's sovereign in the midst of the crumbling. How do we operate yeah. within that? And so I think that one of the things I encouraged our church recently in is, is that we've got to keep our eyes on him, and then we just need to follow his lead. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that we don't work on things. For instance, I pray about what I'm going to share in my messages for months. And so I'm going to trust that those months of prayer and preparation are going to lead up to a point where what I want to share is what I want to share. Yeah. But... We've got we've got to come back to the point where it's him leading, yeah, in, instead of us. Yeah, and I saw as I was on your Facebook, I saw your your message about crumbling mm. and uh, God's hand through the crumbling, and you talked about you know some losses you've endured in the last last mm. season. Yeah, and I I I believe that you know when you do lose something, you do gain so much more. Yeah, and you do gain a true perspective on who God is, and I think that's that's the story for a lot of people in the last six months mm-hmm. is that um, they realize that through losing something, uh, whether it be church leaders losing the right to just talk to someone one like right. talk to an audience in person, that's right? You gain so much more, and has mm-hmm. that been kind of the theme, you know, with your church and your and your life? particular in the last six months that losing has gained you a a different perspective a different that's a good way to say it i've never thought about it from that perspective but i think you're right Mm -hmm. i also think i've learned that there's an extra there's a new gear that i have i never realized Uh i had that that we must never give up that we must keep moving forward even if it's just one inch we must not give up and i think that i never realized how God was going to, I mean, really take 
our family through three deaths in several months, not to not to even account for all the other stuff we were facing. And through those three deaths, God reminded us once again, first of all, we're powerless, but second of all, that He is going to help us walk through it, even if it doesn't feel good yeah. or doesn't really even, we don't even know what we're doing. Yeah. And God has been so faithful yeah. to my wife and I and our, my kids. And uh, I'm reminded over and over and over again that, that we're not alone. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you were talking before we started about servant leadership. You know, and I, and I, I truly believe that. I truly think if if a church pastor tries to put it on his shoulders, it's gonna it is gonna crumble. Yeah, because a church is only as good as its leader, but the leader has to to give the church leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, you you talked about also you, you're having your church is having residency mm-hmm. for um, mm-hmm. young young adults to get practical yeah, ministry experience. Mm-hmm. How has and you can elaborate on a little because, you know, you told me, but you, you haven't told them. What is this residency program and how has this displayed that um, servant leadership getting passed down to the younger generation, the mm. next generation? I think as you said it, how has that been effective in your church? Hmm. Well, I'm excited about it yeah. because our residency program, we believe, is the future of our church. Mm-hmm. And we've got two incredible residents right now, yep. and we're looking to build that. And I'm I'm really excited about the future. And what we're able to do is we've partnered with Southern Baptist Seminaries, mm-hmm. and we're able to offer I think it's like twelve to twenty credits, yep. approved credits for free, which is huge. Which is huge. Yep. It's a lot of money. And then on top of it, provide housing. Mm-hmm. And then a stipend for these residents wow. to, to come in and, and join our team and get their hands dirty and like real opportunities, right. not like, hey, go get my coffee, yeah. you know, kind of thing. But like, hey, uh, lead this thing, lead that thing, like be a part of this team, make decisions alongside yeah. of this. And I truly believe that my hopefully my fruit will grow on other people's trees mm-hmm. and that. I stood on the shoulders of great leaders, and I'll never forget him pouring into me when I was in grad school and him saying, one day, I want you to do the same thing. And so this is my way of going, okay, how can I I propel other future leaders higher than I'll ever go? That's great. And I want to give it away in ways that uh, I've never given away it before. And I think the residency program is a big start to it. And I'll just say, for anybody who wants that opportunity you can apply through our website ibclex.com ibclex.com and you can check it out and we'll yeah. love to have a conversation well and, and from the moment i met you i knew that you had a heart for younger people and you're still young i mean you're yeah. you said you're about to turn 40 i am 40 oh so you just turned 40 yeah i'll be 41 41 and okay. uh, like a few weeks yeah yeah and so you already are instilling in the younger generation wisdom, knowledge, experience that you've taken, maybe mistakes that you had to learn the hard way. Oh, yeah. You know, Still learning. Wiser people <laughs> learn from other people. That's right. Said, That's yeah. right. Yeah. And so if you're listening to this, I know we have a lot of young adults, 18 to 24, that listen to the podcast. Take Pastor Ray up in this. That's right. If you'd like. Um one more time, where can they where can they find this program? You can go to ibclex.com mm-hmm. okay. and check us out. You can call us up, you yeah. know, call the office, and we'll get in touch with. Actually, the guy who's leading our residency program is a veteran pastor, wow. so it's it's really cool because he's 
he's kind of like your dad. Oh yeah. And, and he's a cool guy, uh-huh. and I love it because he's really able to come alongside mm-hmm. th- th- these residents and love on them and shepherd them, and and we're just we're teaching a lot of the basics, but then giving real life, yeah, real life ministry. It's a it's a great opportunity. And then so the the dream, the goal would be. You know, in the years to come, we'd have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 yep. of these residents, and God's raising them up to be church planners and pastors yep. and leaders, and that would be the yeah. that'd be the goal. Well, I love it. I appreciate you coming on today, and I don't. I think that's a great that's a great way to look at it because if you look at any successful church in the U.S., mm. they have those those programs. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're looking at any of the big, they have those internships, they have those uh, colleges, as they'll put it sometimes. Uh, but thank you so much for coming on, Pastor Ray. Oh, thanks for having me. We appreciate you. Um, thank you for listening, if you're still listening to the podcast at this point. This has been a wrap on episode 13 of the Kingdom Advance podcast. Until next time, peace. Peace.